The most important thing is that you have a vision, that you have a goal. Because without that vision and without that goal, again, you're drifting around and you're never going to end up anywhere. People don't become successful just by accident. You're going to get your ass kicked, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us. You got to get up, you got to have faith that the one thing you wanted to happen, oftentimes is the best thing that never happened. So have faith, just keep that in mind, keep plugging away. Never accept the limitations of someone else. Somebody told you that it's impossible. Don't even try. Give up before you even fucking try it for yourself. Never accept the goddamn limitations that someone else has placed upon you. And now, fitnessinformant.com presents the Iron Union Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back inside the Fitness Informants HQ here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is another episode of our Iron Union podcast, and this time live on site, Las Vegas, Nevada. Myself, Dan, Ryan, and the crew from Ghost with the presentation of the 2021 Brand of the Year FI Championship title to the team. We sat down and had an opportunity to talk about things other than sports nutrition and talk about their friendships and well, it's like dating back five and a half years ago when they got together and we talk about some of the hardships of Ghost. I think a lot of times what we do when we talk to Dan Ryan or we, we talk about the brand Ghost is we talk about all the milestones and all the good things that have happened to the brand. But what a lot of people don't know, what a lot of people haven't seen is some of those trials and tribulations that the brand and specifically Dan Ryan went through at the earliest beginning and the early stages of Ghost to the point where they didn't know if this thing was going to work. And now you look at them and they have an energy category that's, you know, 50 plus million in sales each year. They have pills and powders that are blowing up that everybody wants. So going from a moment in time where they were uncertain and unsure if this was gonna work out because the website crashed and moving their families across country, there's a lot of cool things uh, to take away from this podcast. So I wanted to approach this one differently with both Dan Ryan. We did like a little newlywed game and really seeing how close uh, one another are to each other. And they literally are like brothers um, to one another. And for me personally too, they're like brothers to me. I, I very much appreciate the friendship of Dan Ryan. I very much appreciate the professionalism and friendship of the entire crew at Ghost Vegas, Ghost Nashville, Ghost Chicago, wherever they might be. A brand that's done something, done everything basically right since day one. And it was just a nice conversation to kind of approach it a little bit differently than what you people might be used to listening or hearing from the brand Ghost. So if you like the podcast, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you're watching or listening. We are on iTunes, Spotify, we're on YouTube. Uh, make sure you check us out on our social media channels. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, and more. If you like the podcast too, do us a huge favor, write us a review. How's up the algorithm so more people can find the Iron Union podcast. We have a lot of good podcasts coming up and we love doing them on site. When we get a chance to go and visit these brands, it's the most fun that we can have. I, I don't mind doing it from here in the HQ and using Skype or Zoom, but I'm a people person, man. I like to get out and I like to get with the people. I like to be around their, their operations. I like to see what they're doing, whether it's sports nutrition, whether it's professional fitness, whether it's professional sports, professional wrestling, whatever it might be, that's where I like to be. Fitnessinformer.com is the platform for all things FI, including the Iron Union podcast, supplement reviews, rankings, news, deals, workout routines, and nutrition plans. So make sure you check us out there. I'm going to step back, relax, send it back down to Vegas where I just was, where I just got back so you guys can get a little inside scoop on what's going on over at Ghost. And we do obviously talk a little bit about the brand and some of the product launches coming in 2022. Uh, how do you follow up a 3 P? Dan Ryan, that's a challenge for those two 
and I'm pretty confident they have a lot in store for 2022. Adding my product is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is 5% of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education, willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. Swedish fish and you're drinking the goat. I've already had two of those today. I was lying. You didn't have two of them. Hit one. Why do you why do you lie like that? I wasn't here. I can't prove that he's not. Alright, we're gonna start this off a little bit different. We're not gonna talk to you guys or ask you guys about 2021 and 2022 yet. We're not speaking at all. We're gonna talk about we're gonna do a little newlywed game. Because how long you two know each other for? Two. Yeah, a long time. I mean I have a lot of questions I can ask. A lot. I've spent more time with Ryan than anybody else in my life in the last decade. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I'm engaged. That's a fact. Yeah. We've actually slept in the same room probably more than he slept in the same room with his <laughs> The wife. question is, it was it the same bed? No. no. Right. Is, that, is that where you draw the line? Yeah. Okay. We usually get two beds. All right. Dan, what's Ryan's favorite color? Unbelievable. That's a good one. Yeah. Your favorite color, I'd probably say, actually, no, green. It's green. It's green. What's Dan's favorite color? That's a tough one. It's a weird answer. It's a weird answer. I thought you might know, but it's gray. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Gray. Yeah. Gray is my favorite color. You dead inside? Why, why gray? <laughs> kind of emo, kind of not. <laughs> That's true. All right. Ryan, what's Dan's favorite food? 
There's so many good answers to this. I can give you a, an entire genre. Mm. Um, <laughs> I guess I would go with probably Japanese sushi. Right, wrong? Yeah. You said like a plethora of things? I mean, it's probably up there. I would probably say the same thing for Ryan, too. Sushi. If a movie was made about your guys' life, who would play Hughes? You can't answer that, Ryan. Dan's gonna answer it. Who would play Hughes? Who would you, if you were the director and you're picking somebody to be Ryan Hughes, now think about all the professional the first personal per- stuff. The first person that came into mind was Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, I'll take that. It's not bad, same name. Be easy. Well, that, that was the first person that popped in my head. Who would play Dan? Hmm. What? Clooney? Really? You didn't give that much credit? Clooney and Reynolds, we have our backs there. Come on. Yeah. Who would play Ryan's fiance? Dan. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Margot Robbie. Ding ding ding, you happy with that answer? Uh-huh. How would you not be happy with that answer? You would you would you have anything to say to her in real life if you saw her? Margot Robbie? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, what's up? That's what you say, hey. Yeah, how are you? What's going on? Nice to see you. Do you think she didn't say hi? Do you act like it's that easy? Yeah, it is. Would they even say hi to you? They're just fucking people. Yeah, they're people. 100% they would. All right. Yeah. Look, live in Vegas. Everyone comes through here. You see, you know, celebrities, A through D list all the time. It's just, they're fucking people. Who's the more outgoing one between the two of you? Completely depends on the situation. (laughs) It's actually true. Yeah. So, give me an example. What is Ryan Morrow going? I don't know if there's a specific like scenario, but I think like we kind of flip flop. Like read the room. Yeah. Also read each other. Yeah. Yeah. It, whether it's in a meeting or a nightclub. Yeah. If one of us is feeling it, one of us had more shit to do. Half the whatever invest time over here. The other one. Yeah. So we're a good team. Who's the better wingman? I think we're both the ideal wingman. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair. If anything, though, I mean, because of just, you know, our our personal lives, I think Ryan's been the wingman much more frequently than, than I've actually never asked. So you could write a book on how to wingman appropriately mm-hmm. in today's world? Wingman 101. Yeah. Could you write a book on Dan's life of stories that nobody knows that mm-hmm. people would just laugh about for months? <laughs> I mean, we have, we have quite, quite a lot of material. Long long yeah. We actually have teased about, you know, joked about one day. A 10 year, ten year anniversary. Dropping a ago. ghost tells all and just kind of sharing what really went down since the beginning. And then cancel culture after or would they embrace? No, there hasn't, been anything, like, there hasn't been anything like that, but. No. And we've been very transparent with a lot of the ups and downs and craziness, you know, uh, over the years. Um, you know, starting with Snapchat and then obviously like Instagram stuff and then, then YouTube, but. There's obviously some other stuff we'd love to kind of share, both hilarious and some of the struggles and whatever, and maybe one day we'll be able to do it. This year is going to be a big year for this for us because I think we're, you know, it's weird that our roles have kind of ebbed and flowed over the years, and I think last year, last year was a challenging year yeah. um, for a lot of reasons. Supply chain, all, all the shit going on. We had a massive growth year as well. A lot of brand, people, new, brand new business unit in, in energy too, right? It's a total brand new industry. We were very much heads down last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I think a big goal for us is to level up, not just the content we're doing, but just putting out more, both as a brand and also personally. And I mean, you guys have been putting out more content than most brands 
already. Well, we are bonus high. But so, we, yeah, we don't even look at the world that way. Yeah. No. Again, like you know, I said you know when we were talking before, it's not about. It's always you versus you. Professional life, personal life, whatever. The best advice you can It's you versus you. So even if we are putting out, you know, in the top five percent, well, whatever it is, or the industry for content. I think the way our entrepreneur brains work is just like we want to do more, and sometimes uh, our Achilles heel could be looking at like, hey, like these are the things we're not doing well, yeah. instead of even focusing or celebrating things that we are. So there's definitely a lot more we want to do from a content perspective. Who gets married first between the two of you? <laughs> if I don't get married first, let me tell you something. Yeah. I let me say this, like. Uh, maybe this is my chance to wingman, but no matter what happens in my life, we're letting him get married first. No, you know, I just can't do that. <laughs> Who has a baby first? Uh, probably go two for two, save Ryan. I mean, the fact that you had to like pause and think about that for a second. Well, I think he was probably pausing. To be honest, I don't know that either one of us really given that much. Yeah, thought. I was having yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I guess given my circumstance, I think maybe I, I would have one before. What? Pissing. We we we. We've already had a baby together. In fact, have ghosts, right? That's, oh, look at that that's, to, that's smooth. Dude, it's, it's taken every ounce of energy with a lot of this stuff. That's why, you know, Devin's a saint and how supportive she's been of both of us and the company, you know, everything. But, like, really, like, some of those answers, things that like, we just haven't even thought about it, you know? Well, pisses Ryan off more than anything else. Pisses him off more than anything else. Irritates him. Pisses. I don't, I don't think it's the whole shooting off of anything in the office. I think it's funny. Ryan is the eternal optimist. He believes in the good of everyone. Yeah. He believes in the the smidgen of, of hope that they are going to make it and be the best version of themselves. And when uh, if they come up short or they are maybe disingenuous and some of that, and I think that's the thing that kills them the most. Accurate. Mm-hmm. Well, so I know Dan gets pissed off about Call of Duty so much so he throws his headset and breaks it and makes a big ordeal. Streaming live, cussing and swearing. I guess I'm just playing a character. Yeah. Look, when I'm on Twitch, we're just playing a character. Yeah. Just like Ryan is a lot better on our Saturday morning video game sessions than he is on the channel when he streams because he's just playing the character of being Ryan. So what, what pisses him off the most? Well, so judging by his character, <laughs> you might say everything. <laughs> yeah. um, but actually, I think it's, um, it's the easy shit. And this is something that we've talked about a lot with, not just with Ghost, but in general, we've yeah. been, since 2016, we started this together or whatever. Neither one of us think we're special or any better at anything else than, than anyone else. And I think where we struggle sometimes, and specifically where what really kind of pisses him off is when, you know, there's layup after layup after layup, even if it's just like a human being and you fumble that, yeah. it's like, I don't have any patience for that. So, I mean, I, I sympathize with, you know, him on that one. I try to... There's always going to be curveballs and challenges in life and business, whatever. So, like, you just got to be prepared you know, to solve and approach the ones that you get. But if you start creating your own challenges and problems, yeah. like that's where I kind of have a hard time with that, admittedly. Sure. Make the easy shots. Speak, speaking of easy shots, I saw some of the footage of the Space Jam stuff. Neither of you two are very good at basketball, are you? Nope. Uh, I mean, well, that's, <laughs> I thought you were athletes. Like, what is one of the biggest collabs in the history of Ghosts? And you guys are like Dave Portnoy out there just playing. You won, right, in Italy? Like, you yeah. beat him? Yeah, beat him. What was the final score? Well, I think we reverted to horse. To be fair, we were playing in like my my building has like a, a hoop. Okay. And it's in like a racquetball court, which I wasn't aware so of. So it was the flooring. And I instant yeah. well, I instacarted a ball because I didn't have a ball. So it wasn't proper PSI. So I it was a little flat, flat, kind of flat. flat. But regardless, like we uh, 
we're, we're good at a lot of sports, but basketball's never been one of them for me. What sports did you guys play in your day? Baseball, baseball. Um, yeah. street hockey. And now you guys both play ice hockey. Mm-hmm. At least, I know, you, you still play? I haven't, I have not skated since I tore my bicep. We'll get back out there soon. Yeah, I, I, it's it's on the list. Yeah, and I know he's playing a charity tournament in a couple months, so he's gonna have to get back. Are out you gonna there. put some of that footage up to redeem yourselves? Because I mean, you guys wasn't pretty. Well, basketball? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. I don't think we set the expectation that we were. Yeah, there was all players. So. We didn't go in there thinking like, hey, it's not that hard. You no, I knew. No, we know. We've never. Been, I've never been a good basketball player. Never. Did you guys fight over Lola Bunny? I know he got a soft spot for it. He's got Marvin, Marvin Marshall's my favorite. Yeah, and he's got Devin, so Lolo's all mine. <laughs> the wink. The camera can't even see the wink. He winks. All right, so now we can get away from that for a little bit. Uh, Ghost Energy, we got the new Swedish Fish. You guys, this podcast will come out basically the week it launches. Can is ribbed. It's beautiful. It's ribbed. I mean, I'm telling you, the market is welcome. Ribbed for your pleasure, right? Well, we've said this before, but you know, a bag of Swedish fish, sour patches, whatever in the store costs like a buck, yep. right? And I think one thing which is cool about what we're doing with these collabs is in many, many cases, we are um, creating the most premium version mm-hmm. of like that inspo, right? So, you know, Legend being a $40 product or whatever, it will, we want to execute the Swedish fish brand but in a premium way. So bringing the textures and stuff to life has been a lot of fun for us. But yeah, between Swedish Fish, Orange Cream, we have some other flavors in the hopper this year. I think the biggest thing with Ghost Energy, um, which isn't necessarily an innovation thing, but just a, a scale thing. Last year, we were in about like 3% of convenience stores yeah. across the US. This year, we're gonna be 10X, about 30, 35% of convenience stores. We're gonna be in 60,000 stores total this year, convenience store or grocery, which it's awesome because you know, we're trying to bring real authentic flavors, real authentic, like, you know, true to our sports nutrition roots formula into the energy set, fully disclosed, transparent. It hasn't been done before. Right. We're trying to rep sports nutrition well. So finally, there's an energy drink that's not just like, you know, a bunch of marketing BS. I think that, you know, we're gonna be in a lot of places and it'll be cool to see what that does for the rest of the brand too. I mean, I, this isn't sports nutrition, right? I mean, you guys, this is what it's beverage, which yeah. is much larger. Trying to cross over, transcend. What is ABI? So, for those, like, it was public knowledge. You guys teamed up with mm-hmm. Anheuser Busch to help with distribution and some other things. Like, I mean, are you are they pretty much hands off with you guys? Let you guys do the flavoring, the formulas and stuff, and then their job is just to take it and get that shit in the stores places Look, for you. Anheuser Busch is a high speed bullet train that goes in, you know, very fast in a straight direction, slinging a ton of Bud Light. We can leverage that system to get, you know, Ghost Energy into a ton of places as mm-hmm. well. But the value that Ghost has by the JV is like third. That that train doesn't make turns, doesn't think outside the box. That's what we bring. Right. So we're bringing the innovation, the formulas, the flavors, the marketing, the store. We're doing all that. They're really, help, you know, they're helping us when we need, especially supply chain kind of craziness right now, right. and then distribution. Right? They've got an amazing nationwide network of wholesalers. Um, those guys are getting, you know, uh, energy into the 60, 70,000 stores. I said they're building big displays. Like they're, they're really responsible for the actual ground level execution. So it's a really good, I think, team. So this is the first JV you guys have ever done. Probably one of the ones you ever do. Yeah. Um, I mean, are they? Do you involve them in the flavoring, in Ryan, in the labeling? Like obviously, this one you're kind of you kind of follow brand guidelines for Swedish Fish, but. Are they hands-on with other things? Or they, they stick to their expertise, you guys stick to yours? I mean, we want them excited, right? And look, the CEO of Anheuser-Busch North America was really the, the person responsible for kind of making this happen just because he was an organic and authentic fan of Ghost. So like, you know, we're bringing the glass bottles to meetings with them and getting their feedback. But we include them. Yeah, we include them. We, we want them excited. You know, sometimes- Have you know, they nixed anything on you guys? 
No, no. At the end of the day, we're we're judge and jury. But as always, like you know, you you try to avoid playing that card, and we haven't had to play it yet because it's just a really good team. Is there like pros and cons to JV in this case, or has it been all pro? I mean, look, uh, we've always been, I think, team players, and it's like even if we could do some of this stuff by ourselves, I don't know that we'd want to. Right. Right. And it's always, you know, I've said a ton, right? Who you go to battle with is everything, and what really made us excited about energy is having the partnership with Mondelez and Warheads and then having the Anheuser-Busch thing. It's like, that's what got us excited to go into the space. We were already working on it. We were going to do it regardless. Right. But I think like with all these other energy drinks that people are trying to come out with and stuff now, it's like, okay, well, like without assembling that dream team, you know, good luck. Because I mean, trust me, I've, we've had to learn, you know, trial by fire the last year, the beverage category, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. You're not competing against these little sports nutrition brands anymore. You're, you're competing against multi-billion dollar global organizations that take it very freaking seriously that you're kind of in there nipping at their heels. So you better bring good, great partners like SBK and AB to, to, you know, to war with you. You guys have always, when you started Ghost, you were very transparent, open, like, hey, we like the party, but we like to look too, like look good. Uh, you want to look good because you want to go out, you want to get girls, you want whatever, right? Like, when are we going to see this at the bar scene? I mean, is it going to make its way to the bar scene? Yeah, so I think the first thing you're going to see from us this year is probably event sponsorship. So, like, we would love to be all over the Vegas Strip right now, you know, here in Vegas. We'd love that. But, you know, the guys at Red Bull have done a phenomenal job locking down exclusive agreements at a lot of bars and other hospitality venues across the U.S. So one thing we found uh, easier opportunity is like the event. So that could be festivals, it could be some pop-up parties. Next week we're actually sponsoring, um, we have an exclusive energy partner, you know, feature cocktails, all the VIP tables, the bars, et cetera, two of the biggest Super Bowl parties, one with Beebs and one with Drake. So that will be awesome. Um, and like, look, like how crazy is it that, like, you know, Ghost Energy will be all over Drake's arena. Like Drake could be, you know, drinking some Ghost Energy. Maybe we'll see a Ghost Drake passion fruit, you know, <laughs> sometime soon. But. Like that's like, dude. That's the that's that's what makes us all fun. You know, there's been no shortage of pinch me moments. I think with ghosts, especially as the stuff continues to ramp up. When you see, if, if we see this uh, in the bars, I mean, that's something that ABI can help with, mm-hmm. right? With well, the distribution, right? Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like, you have to ship to all these places. So, like, we could never RT. We can never do that. Yeah. That's that's what these distributors. Do. They've got the trucks. They run the routes. That's how that goes. So, and like, look, like, you're, if we're dropping off bud, you know, products to any of these venues. It's really easy to just, you know, drop off some ghost energy too. So that's again the the magic of the partnership, whether it's a C store or a grocery store or a bar. Mm-hmm. So last year we saw you guys finally venture outside of GNC, partnered up with Vitamin Shop with distribution there. When can we expect more of that with other retailers? And whether it's the independents, partners in grocery, whatever it might be. Like, I mean, we're gonna see more of that this year? Yeah, so I mean, the drinks have already been all over independent right. retail. We actually got it before some of the chains, yep. if you remember. We wanted to throw them in the bone. We're having conversations right now on, you know, other opportunities to expand. And I think, like, again, to make sure that we dip a toe, test it out, and do things in the the way that's best for the brand, the most authentic way. Um, you know, I think, like, products like, you know, protein powder, which is really just a food, or even, like, we got ghost hydration. We're going to be doing the bags full of sticks, you know, taking on some of the big boys there with our flavors and our formula, just like we're, you know, I think kind of transforming energy. We're going to do that with hydration as well. Products like that, I think, can do well anywhere you put them, whether that is going to be grocery, you know, whether that is expanding into some more independence, like, we'll, we'll see TBD. So, I think we've always been pretty methodical and thoughtful in how we expand. We don't want to overload what we're trying to do or bite off more than we can chew. It's been a crazy time for supply chain. Staying in stock is mission number one this year, but definitely those opportunities are something that we're excited to attack. I don't think we ever really thought about 
taking you know the heart the, you know, the, the core sports nutrition products like your pre-workouts or something like that i don't think it really excites us to take that to the masses no um, i mean like the independents have been asking for sure for years and i think if we could align um with some of those changes that make sense for ghost where there's a story there I, again i don't think we're going to be the guys that just kind of open it up and throw it everywhere right um i mean like if you look at what we've done since day one it's never really been our strategy yep so i don't think there becomes a certain point in the brand where we're just like you know what fuck it let's just give it to everyone mm-hmm. put it everywhere um We've always kind of taken a more methodical approach to a lot of this. I think it's a role for sleeves to get involved. Like, I want to know where our products are being sold so we can support them. It's a partnership. It's not just like, hey, you know, I mean, most brands, if you think about the way this relationship works, right, you sell your stuff to a retailer, that's when the brand gets paid. They don't need to worry about sell through. So we've never been those guys, right? For us, it's like, no, I care about the entire ghost experience from the minute it leaves my warehouse to it getting into the ultimate customer and user's hands. So if we start working with independent retailers, we just got to make sure that we are ready to support them, you know, whether it's with merchandising stuff, whether it's with the promo stuff, whether it's whatever it is, like we want to make sure that we do things the right way, which is why we've been a little bit slower for some of those opportunities. Ryan, what scares the shit out of you with this brand? I think the one thing that has been in the back of our heads since day one, that I think we've done a good job keeping at bay to date is not biting off more than we can chew. I think most recently, scary in an exciting way. Um, I sent a text to Dan last last week when we were kind of catching up on some stuff that, you know, some conversations we're having the first month of this year. And these conversations are conversations that I think, when we were sitting down on the whiteboard, kind of putting down some ideas for ghosts and where we ultimately would like to take it, these are some of the things that we, the first things we wrote on the whiteboard. Big fucking ideas. Scared the shit out of us at the time. Still probably scares us today, right? Some of those ideas we're actually having, or we're actually having those conversations now, first part of this year. And, you know, in a lot of ways, like, with energy, with some of these things where we're going into, as Dan mentioned, 65 plus thousand doors, right? You lose a little control, Yeah. right? We, we didn't intend for energy to kind of be the rocket ship that it is. We knew it was capable. We knew we were capable. We had confidence in the brand, the product, right. flavors, all of it. But to see it kind of go as fast as it did, uh, you know, we're still playing catch up from a people perspective. And I don't think we ever catch up if we keep our foot on the gas, right? You just constantly run and run and run it. Um, and finally having some of these conversations top of the year, it's like, holy shit, you step back for a second, you're like, you know, six, six eight months from now, some of the partnerships we're talking about, whether it's through flavors or through events or through, um, you know, sponsorships or some of these things, you're like, holy shit, like, this is, exactly what we envisioned yeah and you know that can be scary and even if it is in a positive way because you know i think as we've said time and time again we've set the bar very high for ourselves and i think now there's actually a runway to achieving those goals the big fucking ones on the whiteboard yeah. we just gotta execute we talk a lot about all the positive ghosts and all the accomplishments of ghosts but i don't think what we talk about much and you guys probably have on like building brands like the failures Mm-hmm. Oh, Brian, you've been in business now what, six years? Five and a half. Five and a half going on six. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest failure that you've, in your eyes, Dan, that you guys have had? Mm, it's a good question. Um, I mean, probably changes with scale. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I, I think like, you know, out of the blocks. Um, day one. Yeah, I mean, at day one, we had, you know, obviously, 
um, some challenges with like you know prior employers and stuff. And then I think well, even just the fucking website crashed yeah, as soon as we launched. Yeah, a lot, right? It's been like the people the biggest challenge. Yep. Ultimately, right? Whether it's internal, external, whether it's like partnerships, team that you're hiring or whatever, like that's always been I think the the biggest challenge. You know. I think like from a product perspective, yeah, I think we've been pretty good at, at not really having any huge misses from, from a product perspective. And I think, you know, one thing I feel like we've done pretty well is just own like the attitude of grow and get better every day. Mm-hmm. So even if we have something that's maybe not quite up to our standards, it's like, you know, hey guys, this is what's going on. Whether it's, we've had shipping issues, we just had shipping issues around like, you know, with Brexit and everything going on like at the end of last year in Europe. And like, again, our strategy has always been for the two of us doesn't matter if we're CEMO, founder, none of that shit matters. We're Dan and Ryan, and we're going to roll up our sleeves and get active on social and own what's going on and figure out a solution as fast as possible. So I think that's kind of where you start to be, you know, maybe be a little more bulletproof because people realize, yo, we're just human and we're trying to do the best we right. can. And I, but I think like that's been the, the, the failures and the shortcomings for me have always been like the people challenges, you know, is it inside, outside, whatever over the years. Um, that's, that's probably been the, the hardest part. I think it's something cool about you guys is um, reading the book and you guys probably read it and people listening to this probably read it, but like Extreme Ownership from Jocko, mm-hmm. it's very good. Like own your shit. What are you? Start to you, finish. Start to finish. Don't point fingers. Don't put the blame on anybody. You guys have always sort of said, we fucked up if you fuck up or whatever instead of saying, well, it was FedEx's fault or it was our manufacturer's fault. Is that easy to do to just shoulder the blame? No. Regardless. No. Dude, it's always, it's never easy. I mean, like, dude, even when we, we, you know, like launched, what was it? Like when we, we had kind of some of the cookie processing issue when we first launched Chips and Dude, that was like the biggest protein launch thing in the industry at that time. And, you know, there was inconsistent like blending because of the cookies and when they were added and the whole, the whole thing. All we could do is own it, yeah. you know? And look, did we, did some people maybe try a batch that kind of didn't come out great and never come back? Yeah, and that sucks. Right. It sucks because that product now has been the best-selling protein at GNC since it launched. It's still my uh, favorite flavor of any protein we make. I think it's amazing, but did we screw it up a little bit or was it not exactly what we wanted? Yeah, but all we can do is own it, implement process, which we've done to make sure that never happens again. Now we like go the extra mile on these big protein launches, man, we're like running like a tiny test run. Like we're getting those units out internally or to influencers and that kind of stuff. But then we have the big run that just really that kind of scale and test, 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 test. A lot of extra time and dollars, but we learn those lessons the hard way. So it's never easy to own. It's never easy to admit, especially when the world's watching, your partner's watching. It's not just our brand, it's their brands. And that kind of stuff is, is yeah. scary, but like you said, extreme ownership to us is only, uh, it's been the only way. I feel like every every challenge you're currently going through always feels like the hardest thing you've ever gone through right. until it's not. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, That's good. with respect to like taking ownership and stuff, I think you know, you don't really know how it's going to work out, and a lot of those challenges lead to okay, we gotta, we gotta own this. We gotta talk about it on social. We gotta say something on YouTube, whatever. You don't really know. Like, it could turn around and bite us in the ass. People are right. like, you know what? That was a really bad experience for me. I'm never doing good. Try and ghost again. And like, you can't really do anything about that. Mm-hmm. All you can do is is try to do the best you can, preventing it in the future. Um, so, I mean, I think taking ownership but then learning from your mistakes and not making the same mistakes twice is massively important. Yeah. And we've tried to make new mistakes for the last six years. We still make plenty of mistakes. So, take a break real quick, come back, finish the podcast. Is that cool, boys? Yeah. yeah. All right.
A lot of people say don't go into business with your best friends, your family members. Are we still on podcast? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I find it interesting because you guys have done this for six years. I don't know. I mean, prior to starting Ghost, I think you guys were very close with one another. I think you probably have grown a lot closer over the years. Impossible not to. Right. Um, are there times where you're just like, what the fuck are you doing, Dan? Or you're just like, Ryan, like, what, what are you thinking? I mean, do you guys ever have where you cut heads? Yeah, I mean, it, it's actually been maybe like less than I think anyone, even maybe ourselves would assume. Like we actually are very closely aligned on stuff, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, there's definitely times that we, we disagree or buttons and stuff. But you just like, I think with anybody, whether it's your best friend or not, the same thing goes with the ownership of mistakes to the real world. Mm-hmm. You, you own your shit in a partnership or a friendship or a relationship or any of those things. And, you know, I think if, if something pisses me off or something pisses him off, you're just honest and transparent about yeah. it. We might butt heads for 15 minutes, walk away, and two hours later come back and be like, squash it. Right? The intent's always good, too. Yeah. And I think that's really important in life, right? The intent, even if we're, like, pissed or whatever, it's because we're passionate about the brand and passionate about the company. We're, like, passionate about attacking our objectives and goals. And if we feel like, you know, we came up short, I came up short, he did, whatever, our teams did, whatever it is, like, even if there's some frustration, again, it's, like, coming from a good place, like, the end goal is very much the same, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, there's also, like, at this point, there's there's trust that's built up that I feel like, you know, is really kind of hard. To, I think in any new partnership, right, you don't have that from day one. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of partnerships probably fail because of broken trust. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a deal on the side or over-promising and under-delivering or whatever it is, right. and I think we've kind of met each other at what the expectation, if not exceeded expectation yeah. for each other. And I think because of that, there's a unwavering trust. So regardless if there's a disagreement, at the end of the day, like I know he's got not only Ghost's best intent in mind, but also my best. So you don't really, you have disagreements, but that's usually all they ever are. You guys have talked about this, I've had it on our podcast, but otherwise, but like early on in Ghost days, you had no money. Like you guys were in debt. I think you mentioned like basically living off credit cards and what, was there a time where you both looked at it and said, maybe we can't do this, like, or maybe we're fucked? Was there ever a moment where you kind of second-guessed the decision to do this? Uh, Ryan's face makes me feel like there was, there was a conversation or something. No, I mean, uh, so for me, there was a distinct moment. We hadn't shared all the details about all of the stresses that went into the actual launch, right? But, you know, to quickly from my standpoint, you know, I moved across the country, right. grabbed my... Fiance still at the time, we're still engaged. <laughs> you know, and I actually proposed to her, I said, hey, we're gonna start Ghost, um, give, me, give me a little time. Yeah, a little, I mean, just, just didn't think it would be eight years, but hey. Yeah. Um, so she quits her job in New York, moves across the country with me, we just move in a suitcase, I put all my shit in storage, and it's like, who knows where, what's gonna happen, right? right. The plan was move to Vegas and figure shit out. Move to Vegas, we launch a brand, shit hits the fan, we don't have any fucking product, can't sell anything, the website crashes. You know, we have some other shit that we're dealing with. You know, we had some personal shit that we dealt with. And it, it was like a three-week period where my, my air conditioning didn't work in Vegas, right? I had a furnished unit, so I'm like, feeling like I'm living out of somebody's house out of my suitcase. Didn't have any cash. And I'll never forget, like, compounding after, like, three weeks of just stress, anxiety, and everything going wrong. Devin's like, what the hell are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I believe in what we're doing. I believe in the brand, but obviously I didn't expect us to come here and like 
have everything go wrong. Right. But what's interesting is, you know, we have a lot of buddies now who've started brands or entrepreneurs or have, you know, taken similar risk in their careers. Everybody's got a story like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of them figure out a way, most of them that are successful figure out a way to get through it. Right. And I think at the end of the day, you know, the trust that we just talked about is all we had because the brand meant nothing. Nobody knew what it was, right? Yeah. We didn't, we had our struggles out of the gate. So all we really had was we knew that the two of us were going to do anything. We've proven it already in three weeks. We're going to do anything we can to make this successful. And that's, I mean, that's what we take the bet on. We bet on each other. Each yeah. other. Did you have that same feeling? Um, I mean, it was a little bit different for me because I didn't have, you know, kind of like someone depending on me in that way. And I was very just like kind of hyper-focused in some, in some cases, like kind of being a little bit of more like the, the lone wolf or like, you know, I joke sometimes that Ghost has been my like, you know, wife and child and <laughs> right. everything. It's like, you know, it's, I think that that's been sometimes an asset because, you know, when you're only worrying about yourself, like, you know, when I was flying planes back in the day, I mean, I was living off protein powder and ramen noodles, and I was perfectly happy. So the fact that things have blown up in a certain way, like, it's, it's great, but it's not, it's not about me, right? It's about providing for people around you and the team and everyone counting on us every day to go, and, go in here and deliver. So I think for me, my attitude was a little bit more like, look, we cannibal. Like, that's not bullshit. Like, we, we jumped off the cliff with this. We were all in. We had no cash. We got very good at, like, the balance transfer thing between credit cards and kind of straight, like, you know, all we literally had between us to make ourselves feel better was like our frequent flyer accounts. Like those are still pretty stacked. Yeah. You know, um, but like, you know, for me it was always this attitude of like, look, we got no safety net. We, this has to work. Right. We have no option. We got to figure this out. Um, and yeah, there are definitely some times that that weighed pretty heavy. I mean, for me, honestly, I carried the weight a little bit of like, you know, my best buddy did just move across the country to Vegas for the launch with his girl. And, you know, we were very like, you know, went into this thing together. But if anything, because of my background and, and another brand in the space, I was like, you know, felt a little bit of responsibility for, for that early decision. So that part maybe weighed on a little bit, but my attitude was always like, we gotta figure this out. You know, for my, my pilot days, um, when I used to always tell people, like, like, once the wheels leave the ground, like once you're in the air, no matter what happens to that plane, like fire, engine failure, some crazy, whatever it is, we're landing the plane today, guys. Mm -hmm. We have to land the plane. There's no choice. The plane has to, we have to land the plane or else we're all dead, mm -hmm. right? And I think like carrying a little bit of that attitude into just normal business of like, no matter what the problem is, no matter what the challenge is, we gotta land this fucking plane. We yeah. gotta figure it out, you know? So I think that's kind of the way my brain um, was working, especially in the early days. But I mean, like I couldn't be more proud of him and more proud of what Ghost has done to say like, you know, we're, you know, we're cruising altitude now and we've, we're building a great team around us. We've got great partners, you know, supporting us. And like I said, you know, earlier, it's a team sport. I think like that's, it's really exciting about where, where we're going and who we're going there with. It's interesting, a lot of brand owners now have kind of like opened up the doors into their personal lives on social. You two don't really do that very much. Like you mentioned your fiance, we don't see her mm -hmm. very often. Uh, in fact, you don't really partake in social activities much at all. It's a big you, it's a you big will, like you, you'll comment and, and whatnot online, but like you stay off, is that just, just choice, don't want to be part of that. Um, well, I think, I, I think I said it earlier, I think we're going to make a little bit of a better effort this year. Um, but to be honest, like, I guess two things. Number one, I am inc incredibly critical of my own content. Sure. In a very similar way that I am with Ghost's content. It takes a lot of time and energy 
um, whether it's the labels or the art or brand or any of those things, and that gets all my focus. And then when it comes down to me, typically, I don't have the energy to, I don't have the energy or the real passion to kind of say, hey, like, here's my life. Right. At the end of the day, I don't really care if anybody knows about my life, it's more about the brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, however, on the flip side of that, when I have posted and, you know, I'll get a message of somebody being like, yo, that hit, mm -hmm. or like, yo, I appreciated this post or whatever, that kind of makes me feel like, okay, if I could add value to somebody by simply sharing, like, maybe it's actually a disservice, not just for me, but for the people around me, if I'm not opening up and sharing a little bit more. Sure. So, I think for us, the, the goal this year is not just to ratchet up everything the ghost is doing, but also to bring some people in and help us. Um, kind of share a little bit more about us and what we're doing on the side. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, I think, like, just how blessed are we that we get to, like, talk about SUPS and debate SUPS or, you know, whatever, um, day in and day out. And so sometimes, uh, you know, I kind of jump in the fray because I legitimately enjoy it. You know, no different than, like, back before we, I was working in the space and be going to the gym with my boys and, like, comparing labels and debating on this product being good and that one not or that one hitting or whatever like to be able to do that at scale on the platform that we are is like the coolest freaking thing like we're we this is you know none of this we said this with a lot recently but like none of this was ever supposed to happen sure. scale, like this was never the, the idea it was like me and ryan starting brand had a different approach we thought it was going to be cool thought it was going to maybe shake things up a little bit but we never saw any of this any of this coming so from a social media perspective to kind of I think it's really good and healthy. Like you've seen big brands start to get big and they lose that connection. Right. And oh, the ROI. But yeah, but for me, like that connection is so critical to anything. All the crazy and the big stuff and maybe the earth moving or transcending stuff that we're talking about. To me, like it loses something if you don't have that connection to the reason you started and like that. You know the even our more meatheadish days of like you know like I was saying comparing products or whatever with your friends before the gym. Like that's that's really important to me. So. As far as, you know, peaks in the personal life and posting and stuff, I mean, I echo a lot of what Ryan said. Like, it's so much, Ghost takes so much energy that unless, like, you know, Holden or someone is, like, sending me a pic, like, hey, grab this pic of you, like, this is great. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is good, boom, I'll post it. And, you know, outside of somebody, like, helping make it really easy for me, I mean, our focus has always been on just, like, the brand. But, you know, if there are, are ways that we can inspire, add value, or answer questions, like, you know, I'm very humbled that we're at a place that we can maybe maybe do that for folks. So it makes me want to prioritize a little bit more. I know you two are in a position where, and maybe I'm not going to be unfair with this statement, but you're not. When you first started, you had to always listen to the customers, and you're still listening to the customers. But I think there's so many more customers now. And you guys have all these different roles that you have to do, both being leaders in a team. That you know now, I think what what I'm hearing, at least from my standpoint, is when people look at Ghost, they're very impressed with the brand, but now it's just like it's expected. Like, what, what's happening is, like, the Space Jam collab. I thought it was fucking cool. And I think a lot of people did, too, but then some other people were like, what's to be expected? It's Ghost. It's what they do now. Like, they weren't, they weren't impressed with it because they're used to it. So, I guess two sides of the coin. Like, I know you've always wanted to change the industry, and maybe the fact that some people just aren't impressed with collabs anymore, maybe it's now the standard, but at the other side, the flip side, I think it's kind of unfair. Because when we look at, like, what you potentially can do in 2022... I feel if you guys had the same year in 2021, there's probably a handful of people that are just like, eh, they've done it before. It's nothing new and cool. And but, yeah, but, but like well, then we, another brand that hasn't done it does it. It's like holy shit, right? Like when another brand does a, a collab now in our space, people freak out about it. You know, whether it's 
diamondizing Duncan or you know accent slicing what they do, people freak out about it. But you've been doing it for years, so fair or unfair that you get viewed that way? I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, if Nike you know, signs Drake, yeah, no one cares, right? If Fila signs Drake, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, I know, I know, uh, the goat Brady just retired, but I never got tired of watching him, you know, toss touchdowns. Right. Is it to be expected because it's Brady? I mean, I guess a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many games have you watched Brady get the ball back down and touch down with like a minute and a half left? But how like, many people hate Tom Brady because he was so good? Cool. Right? Like, yeah, but we'll take that. Yeah. Not that we're we got a lot of we got we have a lot more to do before I'd ever you know say that we're we're Brady. But I think like you know that that kind of comes with any level of success. Yeah. You know, back when the when the boys were popping out homers every every three or four at bats, right? So like you. Almost if they didn't hit a home run, you were let down. I mean, I, yeah, that, that kind of comes with with any type of achievement, I think. And the, but what I'd say to any of the critics is like, trust me, we're way more critical on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So anything you guys have to say or anything that is, trust me, we are saying it to ourselves probably way more savage. So well, I mean, we're also in a selfish way. We started this to do a lot of cool stuff, and a lot of us we started this because it was a brand that we wanted to build. Yeah, you know, and. I don't think there's a move that we've made that was the intent behind the move, move was to impress somebody. You know what I mean? Like, we, we don't buy really cool sneakers to impress people. We wear them because we're like, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, the Space Jam cloud was really fucking cool. It hit us in the feels. Mm-hmm. We thought it would do the same for other people. Whether or not people were impressed by it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. Watching so, on the 25th anniversary of the movie I saw in the theater with my grandfather, who, as a side note, like passed away about a month before we actually dropped the collab. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that it, so many people got excited by that, great. If some people weren't, okay, maybe I'll get you with the next one. Sure. And if not, you know, I think like as we've matured, um, you kind of recognize that like, you can't win them all. Yeah. You know, we're gonna, we try we try really hard to focus on every detail and kind of build something for everybody into every product that we do, but you're never gonna win them all. And that's okay too, so. Warriors, Taj Mahal in the space of authentic collabs you guys got that after years and years of working by getting trust and, and whatnot with the model A's brand so then it begs the question like how do you follow up oreo i mean it's it's just like in terms of like i'm not saying you guys have to keep doing authentic collabs but sure is there another brand out there that could top oreo because in my mind i'm just like searching through it well like, look, we, we are underserving some customers right sure we, we have not been able to extend kind of our flagship collab the stuff that's stuff that people get really excited about globally. So that's a big one for me because when we launched this thing, we were like global brand, global, you know, we haven't really done that to the extent that we wanted to yet. Mm-hmm. We've made some strides, we've had some some wins, but there's still so much more we can do. So I think that's that's a big one. As far as like other brands out there, I mean, just like we're saying like, hey, don't compare yourself to other brands, don't compare yourself to other people. I, I don't even know that we should compare one of our collabs to the next collab, like which one's cooler, which one's better. At the end of the day, we put the same amount of time and energy, you know, um, into everything that we do. So, you know, whether like we got a we got a really cool collab. I'm super. We're both excited about. We talked about it on your on your Q and A today. You know, coming in in April, if people think Space Jam was cooler than that one or that was cooler, who cares? At the end of the day, I think it's all been creative to everything that Ghost is doing. I think it's hopefully added to the industry at at large and. You know, I, I, I think what's what's been really special for us is just seeing as you kind of do more of these things, how some of these other brands start reaching out to us yeah. and wanting us to do more and innovate and, and where that all goes. So, um, yeah, look, we I respect the respect the question and the, the critiques from people, but we're not doing it for them. It's also just fun. Yeah, like we're having fun with what we're doing. Yeah. 
and you know, I mentioned earlier being excited at the top part of this year. Like we got collabs are one thing that we've done, and we did it first, and in a lot of ways innovated in that space and brought a lot of new eyeballs to the space. But like that was one idea we had. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other ideas that you know. To be real, we're far out there when we launched the brand that are now starting to come into view. We uh, had Ghost Labs on our website June 1st, 2016. Still haven't launched it. Still <laughs> haven't launched it. I think this is the year we do it. But again, like we had pie in the sky dreams and vision from day one. Some of these things were way harder than we even knew when we, when we set out. And that's okay. Because again, we're owning it. We've kept people in the loop and we're really excited to finally bring some of these initial like concepts to, to fruition this year. One of the brands in the space have you guys kind of kept your finger on the pulse and think they're doing some kind of cool shit? That, that I mean, yeah. maybe it's, you know, taking a page out of your book to some extent, but like, I mean, there are some other brands doing some cool, exciting stuff now. I think you kind of set the blueprint for the one, the first one that comes to mind for me is actually always going to be G Fuel. You know, like G Fuel started as a very traditional sports nutrition brand. Um, at least from my view, they didn't really do too well with some of the core mm -hmm. sports nutrition stuff, but there's this great story of them like saying, hey, we're gonna A-B test, like one of their customer service reps, like taking their pre before you play video games, they did an A-B test campaign. The video game campaign went off, they shut down the whole company, went hardcore into esports, and they created something new for the world, right? That's cool. That's to be respected, right? you know? Whether there's stuff that we like or don't like, the formula of this or that, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. To me, they did something cool and impactful which that's definitely something that, you know, I think that they're continuing to be inspirational in that way, at least for, for us. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of like facets of other brands that I think did things in a way that made an impact that I think we aspire to. If you look at like what Vital Protein did with collagen. Mm -hmm. Look at what Revive has done with, you know, uh, with like holistic like health stuff. And now how many people are coming out with like loaded health lines? You know, I mean, you'll, those processes are never going to be like sexy. Sometimes it's hard to imagine like a, a heart or kidney product in, in like the running for product of the year, brand of the year. But when you actually look at what they did for like that subcategory, it's actually pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it's huge. You know, and we yeah. all take them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, we use a bunch of brands' products. So, like, we don't discriminate when it comes to brands. Like, if it's a great product or a cool brand, like, we definitely try it. We use it. I think. You know, I mentioned Vital just because that it's like the first brand that I've seen that's been able to sit on shelf at nearly every store and still carry that same premium kind of brand feel. Right, Neiman Marcus and Walmart. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty crazy. It's different. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think, I think like, like, we use everything, we try everything, we're inspired by everything. I think like we're true fans and, and students of the industry. I think that hopefully that comes through when people see from Ghost. So let's talk about 2022 then. Um, we've talked about some stuff on the Q&As. we talked about Hydration 6 coming. Um, you know, obviously a new collab coming, at, you said March. Mm -hmm. That's going to be yeah. April. Pretty, April, pretty big. Multi's coming back. What, what can you share with us that is going to be maybe monumental or really kind of keep moving this brand forward this year that something that maybe, I don't know if this is in the workshop, but like you haven't done in the past. So maybe you're dipping your toes in something else or... What, is there anything you can share that fans and consumers can say, holy shit, it's coming, or holy shit, we got something to look forward to here? Yeah, I mean, for me, there's four big things, right? Uh, number one, the expansion of energy, and just what does that do for the brand? Like, having energy in 65,000 doors, by the way, in energy's second year, 
I mean, it took other brands, even other crossover brands, like five, six, seven years to get to that point. Mm -hmm. The fact that we got to that point too and are on that stage now is really exciting for the energy product. But for me, really exciting that so many more people who probably have never heard of Ghost or maybe even looked at our industry before are now going to get a great product. Yeah, that that part's really cool. Um, you know, number two, going global. Like we said, we dipped a toe, and the last couple of years have been incredibly hard with logistics delays and supply chain and costs and Brexit and other politics stuff. Like like really focusing and refocusing and prioritizing the global market, you know, getting some classes and stuff over there, like that's that's gonna be um, you know, really big as well. Number three, we've talked a lot about ready to eat and like getting like a protein bar type of food from ghosts, innovative, something different than what's out there. I think those things are gonna finally be ready to go this year. Again, we didn't go like the bakery barn, Chipotle, kinda of just we wanted to really do something special and unique. Took a long time to develop. Teams are working really hard and I'm really excited for that to hopefully see the light of day, you know, here in 22. And last but not least, we got some awesome feedback on the Space Jam Monstars product specifically, kind of that more hardcore, fully, you know, high stem, Ryan's Nightmare type of product from like a pre-workout perspective. I think that's inspired us to take a to take a good look, not only at Legend Hardcore, but maybe some other kind of more of like a hardcore souped up range from Ghost. You know, for the for the fans, people looking for that. So between expansion of energy, going global, ready to eat, and then kind of the more hardcore, you know, higher stem pack. Like, I think like bringing all those things together this year. You know, I'm really excited for what 22's got. Ryan, you're you're um, very hands on with your ghost family, the Christian Guzmans of the world, and I know you are too, like the Max Jones of the world. What are, what are we going to see in 22 with some of the your main influencers? Are we going to see some more? Guzman collabs, we see some Max Trudin collabs, I mean, what, Rob, I mean, is there anything that uh, on the books that you can share that with? I think in, in collaboration in general, I think in the next, really I think the next 18 to 24 months, but we'll say 22 to 23, I think Ghost is going to really push the envelope of what collaboration means. Not just with influencers, not just with brands, right, not just flavors, but also, you know, there's a culture element to this. Mm -hmm that I think was the ultimate goal day one. It was like, let's build a brand that's kind of the intersection between all of these things, whether it's sneakers, music, sports nutrition, culture, right, pop culture. How do we build something that really kind of emphasizes or exudes all of that? Um, and I think we've got not just some big ideas, but we've actually been having some real conversations and how we can push that forward and become not just a global brand, but a global brand that has a real um, cultural impact that that's what excites me mm -hmm. it's like you're now starting to see this is far bigger than products this is far bigger than you know any collab that we can potentially do um, and the community behind that is is something that excites me so I think you're also seeing like it's been a lot of like web 3 NFT shit and we joke around about it I think Dan and I have gone head first into that because there's some some real legs, I think, with blockchain technology, yeah. but really at the foundation is community, which is what we've been about since day one. Right. So I think we're gonna really start to push the envelope with what we can do with our ghost community and how big and robust we can make that, so. It's about connecting people. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, when we first started this thing, it's like, I think supplements for a little bit got super commoditized, and we were like, dude, these are not commodities, these are super social, shareable products that people are really passionate about. I think we've done some of that and captured a lot, some of that lightning in a bottle on like, you know, the platforms you'd expect, your YouTubes, Instagram stuff. But I think in, in seeing how we can go bigger and broader with that um, in real life and also in the digital world, I think is something that we're starting to look at 
as well. But to be able to do all that and not kind of lose folks on where you got started right. with the great products and like kind of that just like real love of real sports nutrition, I think that's what makes us different. Too many times people start talking about the stuff and they kind of go awry and it's just like the whole thing gets a little like mushy maybe. I think for us to always have that one foot firmly planted in where we started and what the products are all about and then to be able to go and explore those other areas is, is what's going to set us apart you know, in the long run as we continue to grow. Would you guys ever sell ghosts? It's a hard question. Yeah. You know, again, I hate speaking in infinitives anywhere. It's a good life, it's a personal life, you never speak in infinitives, like never say never. But for me, um, it's just not even a conversation right now. Here's what I say, when we, so we obviously have partnerships with JV, with right. with Anheuser. We have been very thoughtful in the way that we've approached a lot of this stuff with the intent of being firmly planted where we are. Right. Um, so, you know, as Dan said, you, you never really know as a brand continues to, to scale, like you never really know which direction it's going to go. And truthfully, like the reason why dollars come into play as a brand scales is because shit just costs more money. Mm-hmm. To put inventory in 65,000 doors, like you need cash first. Um, and look, as a, as a brand that's taken very little cash, which we're very proud of, there comes a point where like, if you want to continue to push the envelope from a brand scale, you need to bring on some of these partners to achieve it. Right. So we're open to partnership and collaboration. I don't think, you know, we didn't start this with the intent to, to flip it and sell it like a lot of entrepreneurs do, I think, today. Um, but, you know, I think collaboration is definitely something that's on the table. At some point, Ryan, you're going to get married, mm-hmm. probably kids. Do you think you'll ever have to take kind of a step back? Because you're a workaholic. You're a workaholic. I, dude, I actually had this conversation last night. I was talking to my buddy of mine, and you know, he, he's uh, very into psychology, so he starts probing. And you know, one of the things, and Dan knows this very well, and we both kind of share this, and it's funny, if you, if you, Dan sent me a list of shit that we've kind of, um, on the side, have messed around in over the years. Whether it, just, as like in a, whether it be a game, whether it be, you know, uh, NFTs, whatever it might be, right? And I think the narrative there is we love the fucking game. We love the game, which is the reason why we haven't taken any cash, made any cash yet, and it's okay because we're still playing the game. Right. So for me, like, and I've been very open to this with Devin too. I'm like, I need an element of that in my life. Like that's what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. You know, and of course, like, yes, any business, you want to make money, you want to be successful, you want to have these things. But if that's all you have, like, for me, that doesn't fire me up. And I think that's why we started this. And I don't even think I knew that about myself until we started this, right? Because I think I was chasing for so long, not realizing that the chase was actually what I was after. Yep. Um, and I think it took losing cash and having nothing and then realizing, oh, I'm still good. Because we got Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so the two of us have kind of shared that over the years. And I don't think we're in any rush to, uh, to not have you know, kind of a seat at the table. Roles, the roles change up, right? Roles change, roles evolve. You know, I think like what we're doing today, day in, day out, is not what we were doing two years ago, day in, day out. And that's exciting, because that's also variety. That's also like mm-hmm. keeps you fresh, keeps you sharp. And I think the conversations we always have is like, you know, in business, you have to, as your day-to-day changes and, you know, being owners, as you know, like you'll do anything and everything, right? Okay. Chief cook and bottle washer, right? But it's really important to always, you know, make sure that part of your day is the things that 
the reasons that you got started, the things that you're most passionate about, the things that you're best at, and then you got to go as an owner and do whatever you need to do. So, you know, whether that's, you know, whether we feel like we're serving each other and ghost and our team, uh, you know, families the best by high level philosophical vision type role, we're there. If it's required data for us to go heads down, you know, in the trenches answering customer support emails because something happened, we're there. We're not above or below anything. Like anyone who comes and goes or interviews with Gus, I always tell them like, gotta be able to go high-low. Yeah. Everyone here goes high-low. High-level strategy, problem-solving, thinking, but roll up your sleeves, get ready to get low in the trenches as well. If you can't do both, then you got no place to go, so that starts with us, so. We, uh, it's funny, on Tuesday night, I mean, so we're, you haven't been to Chicago office in a while, but we'll get you in there soon. Um, we're taking the rest of the fourth floor. So yes. it's been a construction site. It's finally getting to a place now where we're starting to move some things over and Tuesdays snowing and all this shit, seven pallets of furniture got delivered outside. And bring it upstairs and it's all unassembled. It's all custom like wood stuff like this, right? But this comes like piece of wood, metal, you gotta screw it together, put them all together. All this comes and after work I order some pizzas, grab some beers and call people to the office, we hang out and build some furniture. And Holden comes over and he's like, Why why are you building the furniture? And I'm like, hold this is the most fun I've had in the last three days. Yeah. And he's like, why? And I'm like, I like these are the moments you remember. Right. You know, I remember when we built the furniture for the first little mm-hmm. space in, in Chicago. And now the second space, right? And now the whole floor. And now it's a, a larger team and we're all kind of, a couple drills and we're all kind of building the furniture. Like, that shit's fun, you know? And I'm in no rush to lose that. Right. I remember answering our very first ever customer support phone call, you know? Things you just don't forget. That's fun. It was fucking really. Just a good conversation with these guys, right? A little bit different probably than what you're used to seeing, hearing from the people at Ghost. And that was the whole idea and goal of the podcast. So again, if you like that podcast, hit that subscribe button. Run us a review. Help us out the algorithm so more people can appreciate and support and listen to the Iron Union podcast. We try to do the best damn job we can here and approach things a little bit differently than a lot of other different podcasts. And we, we're a fan of podcasts. We think they're great. Um, but, you know, again, trying to approach things a little bit differently. So, you know, I had a lot of takeaways from this. I had a lot of takeaways from my my day in Vegas. I was literally in and out in a day. Um, but being around like-minded people like Dan and Ryan, it really motivates me to be better in terms of business at Fitness Informant, at FitBuddies, whatever I can do to continually move the needle forward. That's the biggest thing. How do you continue to move the needle forward? How do you create impactful things within the space in which you swim in and operate in? And Ghost has done that year over year for the last three years, arguably the entire five and a half years in existence. I'm super proud of both Dan and Ryan, super happy for those guys, and just really cool to see the team camaraderie of Ghost, whether it's in Vegas, whether it's up in Chicago. Everybody loves each other like family. I got an opportunity to hang out with some people in accounting and just, they all breathe and live the mission that is Ghost, the, I hate to use the word, the lifestyle, the culture that is made there and that starts at the top. And that culture has been, you know, etched in stone since day one. It's not going anywhere. As Dan says, authenticity is undefeated. Really good stuff, guys. I appreciate you guys coming on the Iron Union podcast. And until next time in Vegas, adios. Hit that subscribe button again. Follow us on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok. You are only Ryan Buck, AFI, founder and CEO. Until next time, everybody. Let's fucking go. Oh, my God.